so you know it's never a journey from a to b and uh, i think it's it's really important to acknowledge our crazy journeys and realize that they happen just as they're meant to Hello, hello, and welcome to the Unstoppable Woman podcast. I am super excited to be with you here today. My guest today is Samantha Riley, and she is an authority in positioning. She's a strategist, and she's also the host of her own podcast, The Thought Leaders Business Lab. She is someone who grew her first seven-figure business before she was 30, so I'm really curious to find out how she scaled that and what her strategies have been. And she has built multiple businesses over the last 27 years. So we're going to dive into all that and ask her about her zone of genius, which is how to stand out as an expert in your own field. So welcome to the podcast, Samantha. It's so great to have you here. Thanks so much. I'm really excited about chatting with you today. It's going to be good. Be good. It is. <laughs> Okay, so the first question I, I love to ask people is to help us contextualize their journey and how they got to where they were to where they are now. And you can go into as much detail as you want. I think it's very helpful for people to see the before and what had to happen in order to get to the place where you can say, I, I, I built 27 businesses. Is, do I have the right number there? Multiple businesses. Uh, multiple, not 27. I'm not quite that good. <laughs> I, don't where, I don't know where I got that from. But I don't know, more, but it sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. And that you, you know, scaled a seven-figure business and, you know, what was the before and how did you do that? So. Yeah, and I, I think this is really such an important question because before I even start, I think that it's really important to understand and especially as experts, I think that when we're coming into what I like to call our like second, our second career, you know, after we've we've done the all the hard yards and we get to that point where we're like, I just want to do something that really lights me up now. You know, I've done I've done my apprenticeship and a lot of experts sort of think, oh, I've done so much, but, I'm, you know, maybe I'm not the, the master of one or maybe I've done so many things. I don't know how to distill them. So as you will hear from this story that, you know, we do lots of different things and they can lead us to a place when we start to look at what is that golden thread that comes through everything. So my first business I opened when I was 20, which was a dance studio. I'd been a dancer all my life. And I wasn't good enough to be a professional dancer. So I decided to go into teaching. And at the time, I thought that was, uh, you know, not good enough to be a dancer or be a teacher. But really, you know, I wound up exactly where I was meant to be because I am definitely a teacher at heart. I love sharing knowledge and I love learning. I love imparting that to my students. So uh, I opened that dance studio when I was 20. By the time we'd only been in that business about, I think, six months, and I saw that there was a gap in the market. Um, and it, that was that my students, were, parents were finding it very hard to go and find their, their dance wear. You know, in, there wasn't a store in our local area, so we decided to open one. Uh, and that's really where I spent 20 years. We had two dance wear stores. We had a dance studio, so we were very ingrained in that arts area. Um, and I opened it many years down the track. I also opened a personal training studio. So it was all in that sort of that health, fitness, teaching sort of industry. 
And then uh, back in 2010, I separated from my husband and he was my business partner uh, and had been for that whole time. So, you know, I had this moment where I was like, okay, so lost my businesses. What do I do? Where do I go? And essentially that's where I've wound up where I am because what I realized or, you know, the journey that I went on trying to figure out what am I good at? What should I do? What is it that lights me up? What is it that, you know, now I have this opportunity of not having these businesses rather than thinking, okay, well, they're gone. What opportunity does this now open? And that is when I thought, okay, well, rather than think about what business, let's think about what I want my business, to, uh, what I want my life to look like. I don't want to be, you know, stuck in a, a bricks and mortar business anymore. I want to have the freedom to work whenever and wherever. What are the things that light me up? It's business. It's being surrounded by family and friends. And that's how I started to weave all of the pieces into to do what I do now, which is helping people to to become the standout expert in the industry and build a business that does give them the freedom to live the life they love. Um, so, you know, it's never a journey from A to B. And uh, I think it's it's really important to acknowledge our crazy journeys and realize that they happen just as they're meant to. I love, I love that. And I love two things that really stood out for me on in, in the story that you just told about how you you stepped into this new business is that you looked for the opportunities. Like both at the beginning, when you started the dance studio, you realized that there was a gap in the marketplace and you saw an opportunity there. And so as an entrepreneur, do you find that that is one of the key things that sets you apart is really, regardless of the challenges in front of you, that you see the opportunities? A hundred percent. And 2020 has been a crazy year for all of us. And I think that having this or understanding that this is how entrepreneurship works, that we need to look for the opportunities, you know, this is exactly how we've run our year this year. So earlier in the year, um, my husband and I hit the road. We were on the road for uh, for a month, um, traveling around. And we had an in-person event in March. I mean, that's just... I didn't think it was that hilarious at the start of the year, but now, you know, as we're talking, it's completely hilarious. So I was having people flying in from overseas, from all over Australia. So we had to come home a week before the event to get ready to to do this. The weekend that we got home was was the very first weekend that in Australia, it was the end of March, things started going a little pear-shaped. And I was thinking, oh, this is a little odd. You know, people are starting to talk about a pandemic. People are starting to you know, talk about people, you know, in other countries being sent home. I was like, oh, this is a bit strange because in Australia it hadn't really hit as bad as I had in other places yet. But, you know, all day Saturday I'm thinking, wow, there's a lot of a lot of news coming out. By Sunday night I was like, oh, my goodness, we're going to have to cancel our event next weekend. So I had to pivot that quickly to know I need to be able to call this so that all the people I've got flying in have got seven days' notice to cancel flights, cancel accommodation. It was a really hard call to make. But instead of looking at that as something terrible, it's like what opportunity do we have right now to serve our clients? And that was, well, this isn't just happening to us. This is happening to everyone in the world. So how can we best help them to navigate this situation? And within five days, we pulled together a big virtual event that, you know, and there were certain things that I really that were really important to me, like 
I don't want to just sit on Zoom and look like a talking head. How do I create an event that is like the real in-person event, you know, with the conversations, with the breakout rooms, with the drinks at the bar after the event, all the things that we love about in-person events. And in five days, we managed to create an event that was just like that. No one had done it. I wasn't, you know, able to Google this stuff or now many people have put courses together on this. I just had, we just, you know, me and my team had to put our heads together and go, okay, let's do this. Let's serve our clients in the best way possible. That's you know, so, and that's the, yeah. right, but it's the opportunity. We always as entrepreneurs need to look at the opportunity. How can we, how can we turn something around and create the best situation, not just for ourselves, but to serve our clients or our audience as well? Yeah, I love that. I love that. So was that a, a roaring success? It was such a success that my clients at the end of it said it was better than an in-person event. No, I think that was for a few different reasons. I think that time, even though a lot of people would say time wasn't on our side, I think it perfectly fell in our lap. We were the first, you know, the first business out of the gate to run an event like that. So for my clients to see how we pulled it together, that was inspiring for them. And also in Australia, that weekend that we were running, they were closing all the borders. So one by one, we were all going through these crazy emotional times where everyone's going, oh my goodness, notifications just popped up on my phone. The borders closed. We've got 48 hours to make sure families in. And a lot of us, me included, have children that were working, you know, out, out of state. So I think that as much as it was amazing for the content that we were delivering and it was, I was creating the content as we were going because, you know, at that time, things were changing so fast. Yeah. yeah. So I was changing my content each session as to what was happening in the world. But also I think there was this great emotional connection with everyone going through this shared experience together. And when we, you know, finished it on the Sunday night and, and I said, right, well, let's all grab a drink and head to the bar and, you know, have our after chats. I ended up having to say four hours later, guys, I'm so tired. I've got to go to bed. I don't call this. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. For our events, we do a VIP after party, our virtual yeah. events and the same, same idea. No, it's great. Yeah. It's great. So for the folks listening right now, let's just play off of this theme of the year of 2020 pandemic, all of that. Mm -hmm. What is one actionable thing that you could advise people to do right now? So we've been in this for a while. It's it's not going to end tomorrow. So we have a little bit of experience. What would you tell them now to help them with their mindset, but also with their profitability, which of course, those two things are linked. Yeah. Wow. I mean, there's quite a few things, right? So I think first, a lot of people have used the word pivot this year and I, I get and I understand where they're going, but I think of it more instead of thinking pivot, because to me, pivot is such a, a big movement and it takes a lot of energy. And I don't know about you, Amira, but this year has been exhausting in lots of different ways. You know, we're, especially as we're getting to the end of this year and we're like, wow, we've almost lived this for a year already. Some people are like, oh, I, I don't want to pivot. It's more about a realignment. It's how do we realign our offering with where the market is right now? How do we realign our message with what people need to hear right now? It's different to what it was 12 months ago, two years ago. We have to, you know, change up our goals. You know, there's some different economic things that are happening in the world. And I think rather than sticking your heels in the sand and saying, but this is what I've always done and this is what, you know, this is the way I want to do it, 
we need to really listen. We need to, you know, really stop and listen. What is it that people want so much and, and realign that with what we're doing. Um, and I think that's the first thing is that we need to be very sympathetic to what's happening out in the world. Um, number two on that burnout piece, I think that this is really important. And this isn't just for 2020. This is an all the time thing. We need to really leverage our time in the best way possible so that we're able to live in our zone of genius and we need to allow other people into our world so that they can live their zone of genius. So how do you do do that? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to say. So look, what do I mean? If you spend two hours writing one Facebook post, how can you do that differently? Because two hours of writing a Facebook post is not the best use of your time, I'm guessing. You know, especially as service providers, where, you know, we're best in front of people, we're best in usually usually sales positions, you know, it, what we call front of house, out in front of people. So if there's things like that, what can you do so that other people can do them? So one specific example is we use content repurposing a lot in our business. And so when we're finished recording this episode and when this launches, this episode will be sent to my content team for them to turn into usually about five, six blog posts per episode. That information all gets repurposed, put on my blog. This means that this one episode you will put out, it will be go out on my you know blog in, in six different blog posts that will be probably around you know something like 30 LinkedIn posts it probably will be more Facebook posts it will turn into different quotes that will go on Instagram so I don't do all of that it's still my content and my IP but it's being you my content team pull that apart and put it out there and you know a lot of people that are starting might think and I think this goes this is the mindset piece that you're talking about but that's okay for you, Sam, but I'm on day one in my business or I'm not in a position where I can afford to hire people. And I say that you need to turn that thought right around now and say you can't afford not to hire people. So you can't afford to hire someone full time, but who can you out-task something to? You know, jump onto Upwork uh, and spend $10 to get someone to do a job for you that they are just doing so you can get onto something else. If you start off just spending $10 a week, like it's a great way to learn how to be able to hand tasks off and get someone else to do the tasks for you. So I I am a big believer in delegation. You cannot scale without delegation. 100%. Team is so important. I'm constantly yep. talking about firing myself up. You know, like... Yeah, I, I love that. Right? Like I, I, I'm... I, Addicted might be too strong of a word, but like in order to scale, in order to grow, and I learned this very early on, you have to hire and it can, mm-hmm. it can start off small. It can even be hiring outside of your, your business. It could be hiring housekeepers or mm-hmm. personal assistant mm-hmm. or someone to pick up your kids from school or, or any number of, of tasks. You know, you can order a food service delivery box because you don't want to spend your time cooking, but cooking might be your thing. There's all sorts of ways to leverage your time. And it does require the mindset that one, you're worth it. Okay. You, You have to feel worth it to hire. And two, that you can't, like you said, you can't afford not to, this is how you're going to leverage. Now you have to make good on that time, right? Like when I fired myself up, I am 
I am working on higher impact activities, things that are going to move the business forward in a greater way. I'm not, I can't just fill it with busy work. That doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Upwork, oh my God, run, don't walk, right? It's like every, every service provider's best friend. Oh my gosh. Amazing. And we found, we have found amazing people who have become full-time employees from Upwork as well. So absolutely. We have as well. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. So talk to me more about your process for helping people position themselves as an expert and, and what that really means to you. Like, how do you contextualize that? Yeah. So what I find really interesting when the pe- the people that I work with, let me start there. The people I work with are true experts. They've been in their, their business or in their career for 20, 30, sometimes 40 years. They are really amazing at what they do. So their problem isn't, I don't know what to do. Their problem is, I know so much. I don't know what to do with this. This is just, it's, it's so big. It's, it's overpowering. So the first thing, th- there's three steps to becoming the standard expert. And the first one is to distill what it is you do. You know, just like a, a fine, you know, craft gin, we're distilling it down and getting rid of the impurities. We're getting a very, very clean and pure message. So the way that we do this is through the keep principle. And I call it the keep principle. It's something that that keeps us excited and it keeps the bills being paid as well. And there's four pieces to this. The first is to really get clear on what is your knowledge. So this is, you know, what you'd put on your resume. This is the the actual thing that you would say, I'm an accountant or I'm an attorney. This is the piece that's on your, your CV. The second, and that's where most people normally stop, by the way, because that, that's, they say, you know, I'm an accountant, but we need to distill that even more. So we go into the E, which is what is your expertise? So what is it within that job or maybe within your business that is comes to you so easily that you sometimes get frustrated that other people don't know how to do it? Or the, it's the thing that people come to you for and you think, wow, that's so easy. I I don't understand. Or sometimes you might be thinking that is so easy. I almost can't get paid for it. I feel bad for getting paid for it because it it comes so easily. So what are the the nuances in what you do that is different to the way everyone else does it? Then the second E is experience. So this is what is it that's happened in your life that will give you a certain lens or a certain filter to look through. So maybe this is overcoming you know, a, a, an illness or being a single mom or having six children or, you know, whatever it is, maybe, you know, being divorced or doing something crazy around the world, jumping off cliffs, I don't know, but some sort of experience that you've had or all the experiences you've had, because we're going to cross a lot of these off, right? We don't want to talk about all these things, but start to brainstorm what these look like. And then the fourth is passion. So what are you passionate about? What do you enjoy? Um, some of these things we'll bring in as branding. Some of these things we'll bring in as metaphors in our teaching. And what we do is sort of think that these four, these four areas, the knowledge, the expertise, the experience and the passion, and almost think about it like a, a mixing desk. I've got a dance background, so a lot of metaphors I use are around front stage and backstage around you know different dancing things that we do because this is easy for me it's a passion it's an experience um i i really love car racing 
that's also really odd because I'm a dancer and it doesn't kind of like go together. This is a great talking point and it's actually how it Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. You, yeah. Are you saying that you race cars or you no, like to watch? I wish I, okay. No, I love to I watch like, racing go. cars. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, and I, I love hearing, like, I can hear if an Audi R8 is coming up the road. I'm just like, oh, that is so cool. Like, it's yeah. not what people expect. Mm-hmm. So because it's sort of a bit of a passion, it's not in my branding, but it is something that I talk about sometimes. And I've actually got clients because it's come up in conversation it's a, a way that people can connect with me. And then I've actually taken on, on clients that also love car racing. So, you know, by using this little mixing desk of pulling all these things together, what we're doing is we're distilling not just our knowledge and our expertise, but we're able to then use that to create, like I said, metaphors, visual models, methodologies that we're teaching, um, but also a very unique brand because if we are just like someone else, we don't stand out. People won't notice us. We need to be really authentic and genuine and different. Even if it, even if we think we're teaching something that's the same, we're not because we've got such a unique perspective. Speaking of unique perspectives, uh-huh. how do you think being a woman in your industry, specifically around positioning and and helping people claim their standout expertise how do you think your perspective is different as a woman and is it I love this I think it is and I think that this is something that all women can embrace because you know thinking about positioning is quite a masculine energy I could get a little bit woo-woo here I don't I I know you are because you were you were on my show and I know we deep dived into woo-woo. It was great. Um, but, you know, it is quite a masculine energy around it. And I think that, and, and I'm quite like you are quite, a, a, you know, not a super soft, nurturing kind of, you know, girl. We're, we're quite strong women as well, but we're still going to bring some of that, that feminine energy into it. And I think that that, and I do, I actually do work with a lot of men as well as women. And I think bringing in that that feminine energy and that, you know, we do have a more nurturing side than men generally. It gives people the space to feel safe to explore what this could look like because I don't know about you, but I, I know definitely for myself that I found this extremely difficult to do myself. Like who am I? What do I stand for? Who am I to be? putting myself out against other people that are experts in their industry. And, you know, I might have had this kind of business, but that person's had a, you know, a hundred million dollar business or they've worked for a top 100, you know, fancy, dancy, super company. And I haven't done that. And we start to let these gremlins come in. And I think that being able to provide people with this softer space to say, well, let's explore. It doesn't matter if we don't come up with the answer in the next half hour, which I think, you know, men are fixes. It's like, oh, I see a problem. Let's fix it now. Where I'm like, no, this takes a bit of time. We need to massage this a little bit. It's okay. And also when you do think you've got the answer, if it doesn't turn out that way, that's okay as well. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like when I do my own positioning my own what do I do sometimes I can do it on my own with my yellow pad and my Uh pen and I can like I know the questions to ask and I can dive in and I can do it and then there are other days where I'm like I have no idea what I do what do I do 
right? And, mm-hmm. and I will actually have a marketing retreat. This is one of the techniques that I do with my team. And I'll be like, tell me what we do. Tell me what I do. Tell me what my expertise is. I need that outside lens sometimes from people who are seeing it from a different perspective to be able to reflect it back to me. And then I go, then it starts dropping in. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, it's that, it's that, it's that. And I can put the pieces together um, again. And I will tell you, and I would be really interested, Samantha, in, in your experience with this, that that is an iterative process for me. I, mm-hmm. I, I need to do that again and again and again. And I get to the same fundamental place every year that I do this. And yet I start the process every year thinking, okay, we need to get clearer here. We're not clear enough. Like something's messy. Something's, something's messy is fine, but something's um, not not dropping in. Right. Mm. And I'll go through the process and then I'll be like, oh, this is it. And I'll look at it. I'm like, this is what I say every year. Right. Like I get to the same place, but with a, a, the next level of awareness yeah. and the next level of clarity. Do, do you have that same experience? Yeah. So what's really interesting about this is we're actually going through a rebrand behind the scenes as well. And as you would know, anytime you do that, it's just it's like peeling back the layers of the onion. Essentially, if I look at any content from 10 years ago, yeah, it's the same. Exactly what you say. We're still, you know, I haven't done this massive pivot and wound up somewhere else, but it's the nuances. So it may be that word that I was using maybe isn't quite sitting just right. And this other word may be a little bit better. Yeah. You know, it may be more refined. And sometimes it's not even what we are speaking. Sometimes it's just our own understanding in our own head. You know, some people can say, I know exactly what you do. And I might be still thinking, oh, far out. I'm still confused. Like I'm going to say, I've got a saying, um, you can't read the label from inside the jar. And sometimes it feels like you're sitting in the jar with the lid on, like, what am I doing? You know, you do need other people to give you that feedback constantly. And it isn't a, we do it once and it's done. It's, I do it so many times a year. It's, you know, if we're doing a launch, it's if we're doing a rebrand, if I'm writing a new book, if it, you know, sometimes I'll get answered just a a question on a podcast and it'll send me into a, you know, writing down. Let's call it a clarifying process. You were going to say a tailspin or something. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 you're right. It wasn't a tailspin. But no, what I was going to say is like that brain dump where you start just writing a whole heap of things. um, and, And that's why I use the word distill. I think that it's such a beautiful word to think it's actually a refinement process. We're trying to get purity of that message uh, and purity of thoughts as much as possible. And I think part of it is also like I, I might be clarifying, like you said, it's the same thing as 10 years ago, but it's for me, at least it's who you're being now. You have mm. grown, you have become more, you've stepped into that next level and you are you are owning yourself and you're owning your business and you're owning your message at a different level. Your beingness has shifted. Mm -hmm. And then those words, those same words, those same concepts, you know them at a different level and they hold a different kind of gravitas to them and you embody them differently. So your Mm -hmm. level, your level of ownership and expertise on it has just increased dramatically. So. It's like we deep dive on it. So even though we were talking about it before, 
it, it may have been on a, a more shallow level. Now we're like really deep diving into the topic. Uh, and I think that's what it is. It is that peeling back of the layers. It's going right in and, and having a way deeper understanding now. So where do you find when your clients come to you for this kind of help, where do you find that they're most stuck? Where do they, where do they need the most help or, or the, I, I call it that they can't see the forest for the trees and yeah. they're banging their head against the wall. They're, they're somehow stuck, even though you know that it, the, the thing is right there for them. Yeah. So there's two. And the first thing is that they haven't deep dived deep enough. So they're still at the, I do self-care or I help people with uh, their mindset or I help you know people to live a life of freedom. And it's just sounds like, what like, is that even mean, right? It just sounds like all the other people out there that haven't deep dived, you know, and they think that, oh, you know, Tony Robbins can do it and he's got a billion dollar business or however big his business is, you know, so that I can too. But we're not Tony Robbins and he's been doing it for a very long time and we can't be that waffly and just help everyone. We need to really deep dive. So I think the first thing is helping can, my client. Yeah, jump in, please, yeah. please. So, so Tony Robbins, I think it's such a great example because he talks about personal freedom, right? Mm -hmm. And like, mm -hmm. but when Tony Robbins says it, you know what he means because he has said so many other things that have infiltrated your subconscious over the years. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's who he's being, even if you've never heard of him and you go to his website for the first time, you can tell from what's being emanated from the page that he owns it in a different level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and he, he might be saying the same words as someone else that one of your clients might want to say, I help people find freedom, but mm -hmm. it's, it's without that level of confidence or energy that Tony Robbins has, and you can feel it. It's palpable. And I think the difference is, He's done what you are talking about. He's diving yes. in deep uh -huh. over many, many years. And and then it's like in every cell of your body, it just emanates. And every little pixel on your website as well. Absolutely. He's deep dived. He's not talking about personal freedom from that shallow level that we were talking about earlier. He's super deep. So yeah, we, we we need to we need to deep dive into ours. So, for example, a, a, like I was saying before, I've got a client that does self care. She does it specifically for nurses. So instead of her saying I do self care and and you know almost people scrolling, 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 yeah, whatever, okay, we've got a big twenty twenty. All of us need to do self care, whatever. Now it's like, oh, I'm a nurse. You know, it's having that cut through of the message. Who exactly are we speaking to? And this is the very, very first thing you need to, to be aware of is getting very, very clear on your niche, your niche, and who it is specifically that we're speaking to. And I know that you and I spoke about this as well. A lot of people are very afraid of doing that. They think that if they hone in, that they're going to miss out on all of the other people. But in actual fact, it's the opposite. When you can really own your area of expertise with those specific people, they will all know who you are instead of just a few people in all of the other areas knowing who you are. So that's the first one. You really, really need to deep dive. Yeah, absolutely, 100%.
and this idea of niche and people magnetizing to the 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 person who gets them who really understands them so important and i think that this is a mindset piece that's really important to put, point out that if you think that you need to have this super broad um, message, not because that's what you do. Like I have a broad message, but it's what I do. Okay. And I can get very specific with it as well. But, you know, if you're working with nurses, you've got to work with nurses. And the, the mindset piece here is that there are hundreds of thousands of nurses in this world. Uh huh. Millions probably. Okay. There's not a shortage of clients. Never has been, never will be. There's not a shortage of people in your niche. And the idea that you would lose out is just backwards. It's not, it's yeah. not true that there's Absolutely. so many, but people think there's not enough people if, if I niche. And in fact, there's so many people that you must niche. It's, it's that reframe right there. Absolutely. So. I've got a, a friend that I do a lot of collaborations with and on his, um, he's got a, a picture on his office wall of a chicken in a tutu and he has that picture there to remind him that there are people that sell chickens for tutus. So it is okay to niche. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So let's talk about mindset in the inner game piece. How important has it been to you? How important is it to your clients in terms of really making the kinds of breakthroughs that allow them to scale their business on a massive level. It is everything. It doesn't matter how many tools, tactics, strategies you have. If you are not in the place to be able to do anything with them, then they're useless, absolutely useless. We have to have a mindset. And it's actually, you know, minds, I heard someone saying this the other day and I can't remember who it was. You might, you might know, Amira, this is totally your zone of genius. But someone's saying it's not mindset because it's not set in stone. It's actually more about, you know, a mind, a mind, I can't remember the word they use, but like more mind flow or mind grow or something like that, not mindset. And I thought, oh, I really like that metaphor because that, that is showing that, you know, we're always having to step up. We're always having to, to do different things. And just because we've we've worked through some things that are holding us back you know we're working 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 like wow everything's great we can come against that block again and probably most of us will it's a constant it's a constant thing and I think the day I'd always known this but not really really known this if you know what I mean we were having dinner with uh, one of our suppliers and it was when we were we were in uh, back in our dancewear store days. Now, this was a, a million dollar, we were a multi-million dollar business, but we were having dinner with one of our suppliers that was in the, you know, way, 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 multi, multi, multi millions. And I just sort of, I said to them, oh, you know, I can't wait to get to your, to your place, you know, because then I won't have these issues that I'm having now. Yeah. And she said, well, hang on a minute, Sam, think back to the day you started. You had issues there. You don't have those issues now. I'm like, oh, no, thank goodness. She said, well, it's exactly the same. The issues you're having now are just different to what we're having here. Now our issues are just a little bit bigger. You know, it's, it's just, you know, new level, new devil. And I just went, oh, okay. So this is just going to go on forever. Okay, let's just embrace that. And instead of pushing against it and, and, you know, letting it stop me or banging my head against the brick wall, it's always like, okay, I'm noticing that I'm doing this thing over and over, or I'm noticing I'm not getting the results I want here. Time to find someone to reach out to. 
because here's the other thing. I don't, I don't believe, and this could be my own mindset issue, that we can work through this stuff on our own. I think we need to have someone else to help, you know, look, look in and help us see what we can't see. We don't know what we don't know. Uh, and I'm a big believer in always looking to the person that can help me go to the next level. 100% agree. Absolutely. And whether that's an outside person from your outside of your organization that is a specific expert in their field, a mentor, a coach, or even people on your own team. I, I rely on my team quite a bit as a sounding board to like help me think through the next level stuff. Mm. All three and of those need, you, Absolutely. And, there's, um, and this is where you need to know what you're like too, because introverts will keep their thoughts within. And if they start to talk their thoughts out, that can be very confusing for them. I'm an extrovert. I need to talk out whatever I'm thinking to make sense of it. Uh, so my husband gets all of the things thrown at him every day and he's very used to it and he just sits there and it's so funny because I'll be like, blah, 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 blah. And I'll say, oh, babe, thank you so much for helping me work through that. He said, I didn't say a thing. <laughs> but you helped nonetheless. Absolutely. Helped nonetheless. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, so what is one common myth in your field, in the marketing, the messaging, the positioning field that you want to debunk? Like that you, that just like you rally against that you're like, oh. Yep. That there's someone else out there doing what you do. Oh, I love it. I, because I don't believe there is. You might think there is at a surface level when we've talked a lot about deep diving and not being surface level. There is no one out there that do what you do or that does what you do in the way that you do it with your unique perspective, with your unique values, with your unique um, legacy and purpose. So by deep diving into really understanding what makes us tick, by really understanding what it is that we do in our zone of genius, not just at a shallow level the way everyone else does, but really deep diving, like really achieving mastery in what we do, there is no one that does what you do. And by you holding yourself back and allowing those little voices in your head that are saying, who am I to be doing this? Um, you know, there's someone else doing this. You are holding yourself back and not allowing the message that you need to share, that someone is waiting to hear, you are actually letting them down by not stepping up and stepping into who you're meant to be. Yeah, you're not serving. Mm, absolutely. And the first law of receiving is giving. Mm -hmm. So if you really want to scale your business, you have to own your expertise, own your brilliance and put it out there so that you can actually serve. It's absolutely. So important. I love absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So how do you continue to keep learning and growing? You've been in business for quite a long time you're on your second or third or whatever number of business it is, you've scaled multi-million dollar businesses. How do you keep the excitement level going, the growth, your personal growth? Let's talk personal growth. Let's talk business growth as well. Yeah. So the, the very first thing is that we are our business. In the type of business that we are, we are our business. So business isn't this separate bucket to the rest of our life. There's our you know, there's our health, our wellness, our finances, our mindset, our spirituality, all of the things. And if any of those are lacking, 
it will mirror in our business. So um, early, I'll, I'll share earlier this year, I was spending so much time helping my clients because it's such a, a, a rocky economic uh, place that we're in. I noticed that I'd let some of the things go that I need to to keep me fulfilled. So just recently, I've gone back and I've got a, tra- a trainer back in the gym. So uh, you know, I'm I'm making sure that I do. I sit down at my craft table once a week because you know I'm a bit you know being a dancer, a choreographer. I'm a very artistic person. That's how I that's how I I guess get things out of my head. And so I wasn't doing these things. So I think the first thing is that we need to understand that all of these things are interlinked and they're not separate. We do need to look after ourselves, you know, eat well, um, meditate, whatever that means for you. I know that meditation can be different things for different people. It might be sitting down and, you know, doing the OM. It could be walking on the beach. It could be sitting out in, in nature, whatever it is for you that, you know, you need to look after yourself and do all these things. And I think um, from a business standpoint, it's always finding the gap and finding someone to help me. So I've always been a big believer in mentors and coaches. I always have multiple at them at at different times. Just like I said, I have, uh, you know, a trainer for my health. I have people that coach me in in my investments. Um, It's not just business. It's in different areas of my life as well because I'm I'm a high achiever and if there's a quick way to do something, then I'll take that every time. I would rather spend money than time because I think I've got this lifetime to do something. I want to make the most of it. So I would rather spend money to get that speed up of time. Um, And I usually have multiple different mentors and coaches in my business as well because someone that's a mentor in marketing probably can't help me so much in training a team. You know, so we need to look at all these different areas of our business and who do we need to be able to help us. Um, and I think that the the faster that we can do that, again, the more people we can serve. You know, that that's that's how I have scaled all my businesses so quickly. And a question that we asked, uh, and I say we, my husband and I asked ourselves this year, which we'd never asked ourselves before. So I've been in business nearly 28 years and I've never asked myself this and it changed our business. And the question was, what do we have to do to be the best in the world at this? Mm, love that. Love and that. we That's a paradigm-shifting question. It's, it's seriously, I can remember that day so distinctly. I can mm-hmm. see it still because it completely changed what I was doing mm-hmm. and it changed our business because at that time it was, okay, so how do we make the impact and impact the most people? It's not just our clients. How do we impact and hire more team? Because a lot of our team are um, in the Philippines. They're going through a really bad time. That you know, and I was like, how could, how could, what do we need to do to be able to hire more team and impact their families so their children can go to school, so that their families can have medical attention? All of this it completely changed their business. So if there's one question that you walk for away from this episode, it's that. What do we have to do to be the best in the world at this? It I will love that. literally change your business. I love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna meditate on that and contemplate that. I think that's a really good one, Sam. Thank you <laughs> so much for that. I'm Pleasure. taking that away. Okay, before my last question for you, where can people find you? How can they get in touch with you? 
Yeah. As you mentioned before, I do have a podcast, which you have been on, Amira. It was a fantastic episode. You can find that at Thought Leaders Business Lab, which is on all the, the normal podcast podcast places. Uh, but I also have a, a freebie, uh, a free download called Unknown to Standard Expert, which helps you understand the five things that you need to do right now to start to position yourself as the expert so that people start to know who you are and your expertise and you can start to attract more clients. So you find that at samanthariley.global forward slash expert. Great. We'll put that in the show notes as well so people can Fantastic. Okay, last question. You ready for it? Oh, I'm feeling nervous. I don't know what it is, but I've got a feeling it's going to be a biggie. <laughs> so what makes you an unstoppable woman? Passion. Absolutely passion. I'm so passionate in everything that I do. So if I don't feel passionate about something, I don't do it because that's where the unstoppable comes from. You know, what what would I, you know, want to make sure that I've ticked off by the end of the life? in the end of my life I don't want to be lying in my deathbed having regrets um so it's it's getting very clear on what is my legacy what is my purpose why am I here to do it and what do I need to do to make sure I'm having a really good time doing that along the way that's what makes me unstoppable and damn good life it's really important absolutely (laughs) if it's not fun why do it right yeah absolutely except there is this thing that has to happen in business where there are challenges as you said right at every stage of business and sometimes it's not fun moving through those challenges they are challenges but the fun or the ease or the delight comes and the self-worth comes from figuring out how to move through those challenges and how quickly you can get your mind right so that moving through it is not a slog, but a like, yep, game time, game on, let's go. So Yeah. I was chatting to a friend about this yesterday and she's she I would also put her in the category of unstoppable woman. And we were saying we were talking about this sort of push pull, you know, you get this idea of you hear that someone else is doing uh, you know, something that maybe isn't quite right and when I mean by quite not quite right maybe they're not delivering to their clients or you know they've you know they've they've taken their money and and you know not delivered what they said they were going to and you get this oh my goodness I'm fired up I've got to make sure that I get myself out there so that the so you know the world doesn't have to experience these people because we know that we're good people and you go and you go and you go and then you're like oh, whoa, hang on, back off, back off, back off. And that's where we have to be really clear on our legacy because those challenges are, you know, the higher you play, the bigger those challenges tend to be. So we need to be really clear on why we're doing what we do because, you know, what used to put me to bed under the doona, you know, 20 years ago, I can do now without even a blink. It doesn't mean the challenges have gone away. It just means they're different. So we need to be really clear on on why we do what we do to, to move through those times. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Sam, for being on. This has been a blast. You shared tons of great knowledge. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And please, listeners, please go look her up. She's fantastic and has a fantastic business and just as a good person all around. So thanks again, Sam. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate you. 
Hey, thanks so much for joining us and being part of the Unstoppable Woman movement. We have got a ton of free resources for scaling your business at theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. And you can find that link in the description below. So go ahead and check those out. And we'd also love your help in getting our message out to more and more women. If you'd be willing to share this video with all the unstoppable women in your life, that would be fantastic. And while you're at it, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Reviews, likes, and comments are greatly appreciated. We go in and read them all. So thank you for those. And thanks for listening and be unstoppable.